everybody and welcome back to this bonus series of the She Can, She Did podcast, solely focused on the theme, We Can, We Will, whether this COVID-19 storm as business owners that is. If we haven't met yet, I'm Fee and I'm the founder of She Can, She Did slash the one asking the questions throughout these episodes. Before I introduce today's guest, I'm so pleased to say that this bonus We Can, We Will series is now sponsored by Tide Business Current Accounts, aka the business current account dedicated to startups, entrepreneurs and freelancers that I've personally been using and have loved ever since I made the switch to being a limited company at the end of 2018. Not only have Tide set up a hub on their website www.tide.co that's solely focused on supporting small businesses during the COVID-19 outbreak that you'll be pleased to know by the way cuts through all of the noise and misinformation out there and instead provides the latest news, advice and government support dedicated specifically to small business owners like you and me. The link to the hub is in the show notes below if you fancy having a look by the way. Tide are also offering She Can She Did listeners aka you with up to three months of free access to their upgraded account Tide Plus to support all of us even more during the coming months. Essentially you can set up a regular business current account in about 10 minutes on the Tide app which is the one that I've been using for the past 18 months. But this upgrade that usually costs $9.99 per month will give all of us access to the Tide Plus features, including access to the Tide Plus member support phone line, a free 24-7 legal helpline that provides additional legal support around the clock, 20 free transfers per month, prioritised in-app support that will push your queries to the front of the queue, plus the fanciest perk if you ask me, an oh-so-exclusive matte black card that will make you stand out from the normal blue card folk. To get started, if you are interested, all you need to do is download the Tide app and enter the code PODCAST in the app chat to activate the offer. The T's and C's are listed in the show notes below, of course, along with the link to their amazing hub that I've been mentioning in recent episodes. Anyway, back to today's episode in which I chatted to the amazing Amanda Overs, founder of I Can Make Shoes, who in the week before the UK went into lockdown was hosting one of her sold out shoemaking workshops in London that she's been running since she launched the company in 2010 with students who had flown in from countries all over the world specifically for the course and was gearing up to run a new series of shoemaking workshops in New York City this July. It can't come as a surprise to you all, therefore, when I say that when the UK went into lockdown in March, the I Can Make Shoes revenue came to an abrupt halt and Amanda was forced to find new ways to generate money to keep the company afloat throughout this unusual time. From staying more connected with her team remotely than ever before, launching the I Can Make Shoes online shoemaking course that had been in the pipeline for months, and managing to juggle a schedule that has definitely not slowed down in recent weeks, this is how Amanda has done it exactly that. As always, I hope you enjoy it. I mean, I feel like we've just had a little catch up, so I have a good idea about what's coming. But um, <laughs> yeah. in general, Amanda, how has the coronavirus impacted your business? And given that we're going into, is it weeks? six or seven of lockdown I feel like I'm losing track of time um but we've been in lockdown for a while now haven't we so how have you seen it play out leading up to lockdown and over the course of the past coming up to two months well I mean in the lead up to be honest for us it felt like we just got stopped dead in the water overnight um we had a course running which was one of our longer courses 
in the lead up. So as things started to escalate, we sort of had this um, this class running and we were sort of like, are we going to be able to finish it? Like what's going to happen? And we did, things sort of did come to a bit of a peak, I guess. We, we ended at like a day and a half early and I think we sort of went into lockdown a day or two after that. So we sort of knew it was coming, but you know, our revenue streams like stopped dead in the water overnight. And it was definitely a shock to the system, <laughs> to say the least. To be clear, like, was that, yeah. I know when we met, is that the one that the bigger course is the one that people fly in for as well? Like you have yeah. international students. Yeah, we had a lady who'd flown in from Chile. We had a man who had flown in from Hong Kong. And we had another lady who uh, she was living in England, but not in London. So she was, I can't remember where she was from, but she was too far away that she wasn't uh, commuting in. She was st- staying in the local travel lodge. So yeah, everybody had traveled to be there in some way or shape or form. <laughs> but yeah, they sort of started dropping out. Yeah, the man from Hong Kong was the first to leave. He was sort of like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotta I get, mean, my, yeah. my sister was um, traveling up Everest. She was getting to base camp. <gasps> And we had the oh same my God. thing, like the travel, she literally checked her phone on the mountain. She checked her emails. Who knew what, um, Everest had Wi-Fi, but there you go. Yeah. And um, <laughs> literally it was that sudden, like they had, the government had told them that an email came through, like get out. And they had to hike so quickly to get this helicopter off the, off the mountain. Because they were just evacuating oh everyone. And she got the oh first flight God. out. And it was just like mental because tra- it was, I mean, I think, think that we've all kind of, calm down a bit now because it's become the new normal but it is that kind of remembering how crazy that week leading up to it was because there was so much confusion and there was so many conflicting opinions as well you know I remember in my building there was um, the building management was sort of like oh everybody's overreacting everyone just needs to calm down you know and then the next day they're like we're closing the building so everyone needs out (laughs) we're just like oh my god go now (laughs) yeah it's like what's happening no it's so true but but, like just stick with that for a minute then if given that you did have all of those clients like flying in that's a yeah. lot of pressure on your shoulders in general if people oh, are traveling massive. all over the world for a w- workshop but given that there was so much uncertainty in that moment how did you handle that responsibility when everyone's looking to you for answers yeah well we got bombarded I think overnight with people just wanting to know, wanting answers that we didn't have, I think, you know, and that that was a really tricky one because not only do a lot of people travel in, but most of our students plan it really far in advance. So they would have not just their hotel booked and their flights booked, but they've been looking forward to it for months and they're sort of like, well, when can I do it? You know, like, when are we moving this one to? And we'd be like, we don't know yet. And it was really tricky. And like, obviously, some people wanted refunds and other people didn't want refunds. They want to do the cause. And I think as people realized how serious the situation was, they actually started becoming really appreciative that we were like postponing it, you know, Um, for those reasons, because they didn't particularly not want to do it. So it got easier. It definitely got easier. But yeah, we, we were bombarded overnight and just had to sort of 
um, take it one step at a time. Also, we only postponed like um, a month's worth of courses, you know, and then we started postponing another month. And actually we're in the process now of sort of looking at it and being like, well, what else have we got booked in that we might need to postpone? Like we've got a course booked in New York in July and we're like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, but it's like, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were like, well, yeah, hope, of course that'll happen. Mm. So that's the thing. Isn't it? And I think like, I think this is, it's a real test for all of us because planning has gone out the window. Like I'm not to be yeah. fair, I'm not best planner anyway, but like <laughs> when you need to for from like a cash flow perspective, yeah, it really is so hard because you know you don't know when you can say okay well if it's not going ahead in July at least we know it's definitely going ahead in September and it's like well no one knows well no we don't yeah Yeah. exactly it's really forced me to uh be a bit more laxed you know just sort of like chill out a little bit and be like okay we're gonna have to just take this one day at a time and like just keep reassessing like every week you know yeah I mean if if your revenue stream like did kind of as you said it kind of came to an abrupt halt I obviously I've kind of had a little peek in terms yeah. of, um, of how, how you've adapted, but like what were your initial priorities to start getting some money in? You know, you're, you're living in yeah. London. London is expensive. I know there's so many things in place to help small business owners at the moment, but how, how are you getting by? Well, that support has been amazing, but you know, we didn't get it right away. Um, and as a small business, you have expenses right away. You know, um, also when, when it did come in, you're sort of like, this isn't going to last. <laughs> so that's, that's been obviously very helpful. We're so grateful to have gotten any support, but yeah, what, what we really did straight away, which I think was really positive was just online course. Yeah. And, um, that's kind of been a blessing in disguise because we were planning it anyway. So it's something we've been had in the pipeline for so long. We tried to get it out at the end of last year, but couldn't get it done in time. And so as soon as it happened, I sort of went like, okay, I know what I have to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, I feel really lucky about that because I've spoken with so many, so many of my girlfriends who are in business and they're just sort of like, I'm just taking a minute to sort of think about what to do next and I feel so lucky like I didn't have that moment I was just like this is what I have to do (laughs) this is what I have to do next yeah it's really interesting though because I've seen it play out you know in so many different ways with all the different founders I know yeah and I'm like you I felt like I took about a week to just kind of assess it all and then it was like okay let's go let's go yeah yeah I guess it is yeah, it's just giving us all a kick up the bum in like, and it's kind of how, what that <laughs> kick up the bum looks like for different people. Is it's yeah. all, I don't know, but yeah, it's definitely forced us all to kind of get a bit more creative. So am I right in thinking you had all the resources there ready to go then? No. <laughs> well, we, we, we partially did. We had the plan for the course. We knew what it would include. So we knew what content we needed to make, but we hadn't made it. And that was another thing. So within as things were sort of wrapping up and I knew I was going to be at home, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, I've got to get someone in to film this online course before I can't, you know, before it's too late. And I was was emailing with all these different like film people and just like, how can we make this happen, you know, at the shortest notice ever? And it, it couldn't happen. It just, it actually couldn't because we needed at least a week to film. Um, no one was comfortable doing it. Fair enough. 
and um, personally <laughs> yeah and then by the end of it we were we were sort of kicked out of the building um or locked out of the building so it just couldn't happen and I thought you know the whole thing is like how to make shoes from home and also luckily my whole business for the whole past 10 years has been how to make shoes from home so it transfers really well anyway but I just thought okay well I'm just gonna have to teach this class from home and I literally set up my camera on a tripod on a stack of cookbooks and just faced it at me and I thought well you know this is actually this is quite good because it's real it's like I'm not teaching you how to make shoes from the comfort of my beautiful studio with everything I need and all this equipment. Yeah, yeah. I literally have like a, a small kit. I brought a sewing machine home and that's it. Like I have a small, a small limited kit and I'm sitting in my living room and it's just, it's real. That's what it is. A hundred percent. But I, I, I personally, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you agree. Like people are so much more forgiving at the moment. Yeah. People know that it's not going to be this all singing or dancing thing. Like right now, yeah. I'm currently recording this. You, you're balanced on a couple of books and a cushion because my partner's got some big fancy conference meeting going on. <laughs> I can hear like twenty people in the other room, so I'm like, okay, I'll go, I'll go in here. But like, it just you just make it work, right? You do, yeah, you do. And actually, I think it was better this way because you know it's it's nice to be able to say like, yeah, you can do it from home, and you know, I'll put my money where my mouth is. Like, I'm yeah, gonna absolutely. do it too. So, so yeah, it did it did sort of work out. Things have been falling into place nicely. And that gives me some confidence that I'm on the right path. 100%. Um, but I'm when equally trying it? not. Uh, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. So I just completely cut you off. I'm, you said um, I'm also not trying to. Oh, trying not to do too much. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, know what though? It's such a hard balance, isn't it? You know yeah. that you've got to, you've got to really put the work in to kind of get these things off the ground and then you've yeah. got that other conflicting advice where it's like slow down take it easy use this time and it's just like juggling I find that balance yeah. you know it, it depends what how you feel when you wake up if you're feeling motivated I feel like go for it and if you're not then you're not it's yeah it's so true it's so true but it's been it's been three weeks since we put it live now and it's had such great feedback and I'm I've, I am sort of like okay we've got to like film the next one and I'm working on some sneakers and all this other new stuff and that's really fun but I am also like hold on I need to just make sure I can talk to all the people who have booked onto it and give them the support that they need as well so that it's like you know it's like as close of an experience of actually being in one of our courses yeah definitely so, so how did you still find... finding that balance <laughs> yeah how did you find marketing that though given that you know there's um there was a lot of pressure I think again it's easing up a bit now because people are coming around to the fact that life needs to go on and businesses need to keep money coming in yeah but I know that like two two weeks ago during some of these interviews there was a lot of conflicting advice out there about whether you should be or at least business owners felt like should I be profiting from this should I be making money right now yeah. is, that, is that something that's allowed will I look like yeah some horrible it's, person when all of I this know. Is going on out there so how did you manage that um yeah I totally struggled with that as well I think I had to do something that made me feel like I wasn't just being opportunistic because I yeah I, I didn't feel right charging what we had always planned to charge um, because the course 
you know, I filmed it in eight days, which was like a lot of work. It was really intense. But there was a lot of work that went into it before that in the planning of it. And there's a lot of work that goes into it after someone signs up. You know, we try and answer people's questions every day. And that's actually quite a lot. And just offering like ongoing support to people. So I did have this kind of like internal thing where I was like, oh, I don't want to like charge what we had planned to charge because it's, it's just like no one can afford that right now. That's not helpful. So I did a 30% stay at home discount for the first two weeks and then lockdown got extended for another three weeks. So I extended that for another three weeks because yeah. I think the point is, you know, where you get support, you should sort of like pass it on, I mm. guess. Yeah. And it's it's important that I think people are learning new hobbies and having an opportunity to do something they've always wanted to do, but not at the expense of, you know, putting food on the table or something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, it's it's, yeah. it's completely valid. Okay, so in terms of how that's played out for you then, like mentally, mm. what have your emotions been like over the course of the past couple of weeks? And how what you- a roller coaster! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's such a stupid question to ask because everyone's saying the same thing. It's like, yeah, fair enough, mine too. How, how are you looking after yourself? I suppose, given that it is just such a like I keep saying on this on this episode, like I think it's you know it's Monday of week whatever. I can't I don't even know what week we're in, but it's becoming normal, right? But you can't yeah. downplay the fact that this is such a strange bubble that we're in. So how are you looking after yourself? I'm just taking it one day at a time. I don't I don't know really. I, I think I'm lucky that I've been working probably more than most people because, you know, like I said, there's a lot of work that goes into the online courses even after you've launched it, um, just dealing with the students. But like we also had two books that we were halfway through working on before all of this happened. So yeah, my, my team is still working. We've got like quite a bit on. So I'm just at home all day, like everybody else, but <laughs> I'm sort of still working, which is keeping me quite busy. So I don't know, really. I'm just if, I'm, ta- I'm if trying to take you in place, like in terms of if you are like working, what does your routine look like? Are you quite structured with it or, or is it just I I am but not intentionally my partner Tom like gets up a good hour before me every morning so by the time I get up he's already like done his whole morning and I just sit down I have my cup of tea and then I kind of just go straight into it he's already like sitting at his desk working so I'm just like well I guess I better sit at my desk <laughs> and work too then <laughs> so I kind of dive into it but uh, you know, cooking is probably like everybody else, kind of taking over the center of the yeah. universe. We've been cooking a lot, which has been quite fun. And that's kind of like a nice little thing that you can work and also like have that going as well. We dug out a um, slow cooker that was like in the back of the cupboard and we were like, okay, let's get creative with this. And we can sort of be cooking like throughout the day. And we had some like sweet potatoes that needed eating up and I made a sweet potato gnocchi the other day and it's I'm just a dreamy that sounds yeah yummy. it's like something I would never do like we barely cook you know so it's been actually really great to sort of do that and yeah definitely it slows you down a bit too yeah uh, I completely agree what about um your team because obviously you know you mm. do have a team you're all working remotely how are you keeping connected how are you making sure you're looking after checking in on them etc cetera, etc cetera? 
we just talk all day. It's <laughs> like my headphones just stay in my ears all day because we, we have our call in the morning and then we sort of do whatever we've discussed we need to do. And then we just talk like throughout the whole day. Um, we were laughing. That so It's like, are we talking more now than if we were actually sitting like next to each other in the office? Yeah, but that's it. We just, we just talk all day and, and it's just like really flexible vibes. You know, everybody's doing their own thing as well. You know, Tessa was like, all right, I'm, I'm uh, learning how to make some jeans. So she was like, I'm going to take a day off tomorrow just, just to work on my jeans that I'm making. And it's like, cool, you know, that's great. So <laughs> Everyone, you know, it's all just everything is one day at a time, like, yeah. you know, and it just seems to be working so far. Absolutely. Going forward then, um, given that we can't, you know, there's there's no set end date. And mm. like we were saying earlier, planning is a bit up in the air at the moment. What are your priorities for going forward? You know, in terms of is the workshop enough to keep you all going for now? And, and also, like you said, you've got the books as well. Yeah. Like marketing them. What's your kind of plan if this, I hate to play devil's advocate, but if this lasts yeah. three months, three months, four months, you know? Yeah, it's scary. I think, well, you know, the one thing I have done is kept our online supply shop open. So we've been told we can't really like go into our offices and use it as normal, but we can access it to do any things that we need to do so for me that looks like me driving to the office once a week packing up orders and sending them out so the supply shop is important for me right now and it's one that I'm quite worried about well I'm not quite worried about but it's it's on the top of my mind it's sort of my priority right now because we're starting to run out of supplies and it's sort of like contacting our suppliers and a lot of them are shut. And without those supplies, there's no online course because people need that stuff to follow the steps. Is that like, so with, cutting, yeah. is that those wooden, I've forgotten the name of them, the wooden shoe Yeah, the lasts, yeah, yeah, the shoe lasts and heels and, and just, you know, bits and pieces like that. And I think we've come to a really good solution this morning and we've found some good ways of doing it. But what we're starting to hear as well from students is like, can't you just send me a kit? You know, I don't want to have to like figure out every single thing I need. I just want you to like pack it, just give me like a pack and it yep. arrives on my doorstep and it's good to go. So now we're just sort of figuring out like, okay, how do we do that? And, um, you know, are we going to be able to get like a steady flow of supplies or do we need to just do like a big, big order? Um, and can the business afford to do that? You know, so that's kind of where we're at now. That's the one thing we have to really get in place in order for this to work, you know, or to continue working. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. just, I don't know about you. I just find it really crazy. Like, I guess with your workshops and um, I have it the same with like the midweek mingles mm. when we're out the other side of this, what that's even going to look like and whether, you know, what events yeah. will look like. And hopefully, I don't know. I just think like, it's, it's so strange to think about um, what people's priorities are going to be on the other side and just, just yeah, that's right it, I, I know because I've thought that as well because it's sort of like you know people are going to want to do courses and things again but like are they going to want the travel yeah you know are they going to not want to 
have to catch a plane somewhere to do mm. something so yeah I can't it's re- it is hard to visualize it isn't it because yeah. when people sort of say when things go back to normal but I I think that could take a long time like years to go right back to normal yeah and and, and the thing is I don't know about you but I just think there's a lot of comfort in the fact that everyone like you have adapted to this mm. so quickly that whatever that normal is going to look like you'll yeah. adapt again like we'll all yeah. adapt. It's just and that whether, kind of- yeah, and whether businesses are finding that actually it's a much more cost-effective way to like not have offices. Like you know, my partners' business have just completely gone online, and everyone's working. And it's he's like, I don't understand why we would even go back to the office. That just seems like a huge expense. Yeah. I've for, had for no reason with my boyfriend honestly because yeah. he's, he's commuting into London five days a week spending 600 pounds on that commute and it's like you're proving that you can work here like that's money yeah. that, you know what I mean it's just like that's a conversation to be had when you're back definitely and also like from the company's perspective it's like you know depending on how big the business is but like Tom's company has like you know over a hundred and something employees it's like just housing that many people is a lot of money. Like a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, mad. wow. So I don't know. I think, yeah, things will shift. We'll roll with it. It'll be good. Um, yeah. Okay. In that case, if you could offer, to round up, Amanda, if you could offer any founders listening one piece of advice right now, what would you say? Talk to each other. I would say talk to each other. I've, I've gotten such amazing support from um, my network of friends in business and not in business, but even communicating with other people who work within my same space, you know, other shoemaking schools from different countries. We've all been talking. We've all just been saying, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. This is what I'm going through. And it's just so amazing to get that support and have that kinship, I guess. I've definitely left every one of those conversations feeling more motivated and just lifted, just uplifted. And I think more than ever, that is so important right now. Just mm-hmm. keep connections strong and make new ones, you know, and just just talk to each other because even sometimes speaking your own thoughts out loud is really helpful, isn't it? Oh my God, I honestly, I always think that either writing, getting whatever's in your head down. Yeah, or journaling, yeah. It's just like, oh, it's just like instantly lifted off your shoulders love that Um, and very lastly then once we are out on the other side whatever that new normal looks like how are you going to reward yourself that you've kind of found a way to get through this oh gosh I just I'm just gonna go on a holiday wherever I can (laughs) wherever (laughs) I can get a flight I'm going there (laughs) yeah agreed yeah. yeah I feel like it's like again everyone's saying it but it's so true I know I'm ready break, don't they? now <laughs> no, so I love true. that thank you so much honestly it's so oh, good my pleasure up. yeah thanks for having me Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the She Can, She Did podcast. It really, really does mean a lot. If you happen to enjoy it, it would mean so much to me if you could please rate and review the series because rumour has it, it helps to boost the podcast in the charts, which allows more female founders and aspiring business owners to find it. For now, though, I really, really hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening once again. And please do look out for tomorrow's episode.